98 KUPD. Hey, welcome to Cryptid Crossroads. We're here doing it once again. I'm here with my co-host, Vince. Vince, give me a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Glad to have you here. That's right. So tonight we got a special guest with us, and we have him on the line, and I'm going to let my brother introduce him because he's the one that brought him on. Yeah, this is uh, someone I've known for quite a while. Uh, uh, I've tried to get on, get him on here. It's just a, a timing thing, coordination, but we finally got him. And uh, Tater, are you there? I am here. Okay, say hi to everyone. Hello there, everybody out in Cryptic Crossroads 505 land. Okay, right. so as you know, we uh, we start with a shot. We, we usually do our shot, then we bring in our uh, guest, but we're going to do a little different today because Tater's going to do a shot with us. That's right. Yes, I am. Even he, though he's not in the studio. He's doing a remote shot, but uh, you'll yeah. still hear it. All right, so here we go. Here's T.L. Okay, bottoms up, bottoms Tater. Bottoms up. Cheers. Ah, okay. My, Smooth. My, now, yeah. Now, we had a, a little vial of Sasquatch here, and that's what we drink. So if you want to find a Squatch, you got to be the Squatch. That's right. That's what they say. If you want to find one, you got to be one. Okay. Now, uh, to start off with, uh, speaking of Squatch, um, I guess a few years ago, Tater, do you remember uh, you were out camping and you had uh, something strange happen. I remember it was uh, not long after that you called me and told me about it. Yeah, so uh, it was me and my girlfriend had gone up to uh, to Wheatfield. It's probably been uh, years ago on now, but probably three years ago maybe. Yeah, maybe something a little like longer. That. Yeah. So uh, we had taken the weekend and went on, on a trip up there and uh, just kind of get away, do a little bit of camping, some fishing and stuff. So got up there on, you know, the Friday night type deal and – Stayed the whole weekend. Friday night, there wasn't any activity, nothing nothing out of the ordinary. Well, Saturday night came along, and we uh, we were sitting around, kind of got done with dinner and stuff, and kind of sitting around the campfire. Still no activity, nothing out of the ordinary. Well, about 10.30, we decided, well, it's about long enough. You know, we're going to get up early in the morning and head home. So we call it a night. Well, all of a sudden, it's just uh, one of those feelings you get. It just... Uh, uneasy feeling or I don't even know what you want to call it, but I, uh, I have my firearm with me there, my pistol with me. And so I, uh, kind of kept it a little bit closer than I, I have been all weekend. And so we go ahead and go to sleep. And so about, I don't know, one or two third, one or two, something like that in the morning, I hear these dogs just going absolutely berserk, you know, and hadn't heard them all weekend long. So I thought, what the hell are they barking at, you know, and where'd they come from? You know, one of those types of deals. But, you know, the, on the out there on the, the Navajo Reservation, you know, you're kind of used to that and stuff. So I uh, I get out of the tent, kind of go take a look around. Well, all of a sudden, way back behind me, and it's deep forest back there. I mean, it's thick and uh, not sure exactly. I think it's Highway 12 or something runs right through there, but it's on the other side of that. Well... I, I start hearing something loud making its way through the woods. And I hear, you know, like limbs breaking and stuff like that. And and then I would hear what I didn't know at the time until I've, you know, since listened to you guys and started watching some shows and stuff. But the tree knocks. But it was louder than I'd ever heard anything before like that in my life. It wasn't like a little twig and 
something a person, even take a baseball bat to a tree or it was nothing like that. I mean, it was a big ass, you know, knock. And so I heard it and it kind of started on, you know, kind of like say the left side of me, if I'm looking out towards the woods and these dogs are still just going berserk. Well, the noise goes through the forest forest and it just kind of keeps making it like a halfway or like a half circle around and the dogs are still going nuts and it's following. And so I can hear the noises, hear the noises and I hear another knock. And so it's like two separate knocks is what I'm thinking, but I can't tell whether they've moved and it's the same person. Right. And it, I don't really quite know what the hell is going on. I'm kind of freaked out at this point anyway. So all of a sudden the, uh, the dogs just, you could hear them getting closer to the, whatever it was out there. And, and all of a sudden I, I hear a yelp and then the cry of the dog. And then it just, it ended all the cry, everything just stopped. And it was like Sasquatch, Bigfoot, whatever you want to call him, picked up the dog, whatever he did to the dog, it was dead. It was gone. It was silence out there. And then the rest of the dogs just kind of, I, I didn't hear anything else out of them. So at first it seems like there was three or four dogs, but then once the one got killed, it just went silent. And I, I heard a little bit more movement after that. And then I heard a maybe one more knock and, and that was it. It was, and so I'm wide awake, you know, and last thing on my mind was like, you guys always talk about people always say, go get your cell phone. Well, there's no cell phone service out there, so I'm not even carrying it. I think it's either in the truck or in the tent or turned off or I don't even have it close to me. Right. So that was about the last thing on my mind because I'm, you know, I'm freaked out. I got, you know, a couple of clips full of bullets right there. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm going to empty this son of a bitch if this thing comes towards me, but whatever it is. So kind of set through the night, you know, and I waited and waited for something else to happen and it remained pretty quiet after that. You know, there wasn't nothing else. I never heard the dogs again. Right. Never heard anything else in the forest. And so, uh, but I damn sure didn't get any more sleep. So I stayed out all night, <laughs> stayed up the rest of the night, you know, and got the fire going, kept it going. My, uh, my girlfriend was asleep in the tent, never heard a single thing. And wow. I had no idea what was going on. So I didn't wake her up. I didn't want to freak her out, you know, so. Yeah. Then the morning time came along and. You know, I kind of came down a little bit from my adrenaline pump, and I, uh, I, I got to just—I was sitting there processing it all night long, you know, and I still couldn't figure out what the hell was that? What did I hear? What was going on? What makes that much noise? What's right. that big that's out there? And so, like you guys always talk about, well, you kind of know the sounds that that are out there, you know, you can tell if it's, you know, bear, or, you know, something else like that, and. It was something three or four times the size of a bear that, that was making this noise. And the tree knocks is, is the, the thing that got me. That's There was nothing I've ever heard that was that loud. Right. And, and, and what else does that? Yeah, what else does that? And so, I, I, hindsight, looking back, I wish I would have gone in the morning and gone and, you know, kind of looking around over there and see if I could have seen any prints or or a dead dog. But at dog. that point, yeah, or the dead dog, you know what I mean? Yeah, hanging in a tree, whatever the hell. Or, yeah. But but at that point, I was just I was just so freaked out that we just kind of loaded up and right. we left. And, and like Vince says, I 
I got back into cell phone service, and the second I did, his his number was was already dialing. I said, I don't know what the hell happened to me, but this is what happened. And right. So it scared the shit out of me. It it took me a couple of days, and I I kept telling him. I said I. I got to think it was a Bigfoot. It has to have been. I, nothing else makes sense. Right. Because I'm trying to process it in my head of something that size, something, you know, what you heard and everything. And it's like there, there's nothing else out there that, right. that could do what he, that did. We, we try to process what we're hearing, but everything they taught us in school or whatever we've learned about the creatures that are in this forest, it just don't make sense. And that's yeah, it why goes out the window. And that's why it's kind of hard to process. And uh, like me, when I had my experience, I, I didn't get no sleep that night either after. And, uh, you know, I laid in bed when I got home thinking, what in the hell happened? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just, it doesn't, your mind can't process what you witnessed or not. Well, what you just went through. I mean, I don't even know if that makes any sense, but I mean, you guys have had your experiences too. So. Right. Right. And, yeah. It and, just, and that's why after we started this, uh, you know, I, I started telling my story to a few people and of course some people thought I was a crackpot and that's why now if somebody tells me a story, you know, I will genuinely listen and, and you could tell by a person's uh, body language or, you know, or if they believe what they, they, they heard or saw. So I, I will never ever call anyone a liar again because right. I wasn't there, you know? <clears throat> right. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, it's, it's, no, I was going to say, it's just crazy. And I mean, the way you explained it to me, I mean, what else could it be? And I, I know we, we talked about it for a while and man, and, uh, didn't you tell me, uh, I don't know, it was sometime after that, that, uh, your girlfriend's kids went camping in the Hamus and they, uh, nothing probably as crazy as you heard, but they heard something. They said there was something going on up there. Yeah. I mean, they were, they, were, they just, they were the type of the same type of thing where they couldn't explain the noises they were hearing. Right. And, you know, I just, and they didn't seem too, too freaked out about it that they couldn't explain it. But I, I don't know. I, maybe people diff, react different, you know, I mean, maybe some people just, you know, right. can accept it a little bit easier or whatever. It just, it took me a while to process and right. kind of figure it out. But yeah, I've never, I've never been, I've been through the, the mountains up there. In fact, we went on a bike ride through up there, but yeah. Uh, and we found Sasquatch. Been up there camping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's when we did see them. Oh, big Got off and took some pictures. Yep. Uh, archery target. Was it? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a buddy that was doing an archery target. So, had to, so had to what, get out and take a picture. So when you, uh, started hearing these tree knocks or anything, did this supposedly, uh, and I, I believe when you say it's a Bigfoot because we've, we always hear crazy noises out in the wilderness. So did it make any vocalizations or grunts or no, nothing? I, no, I couldn't hear like the grumbling, like I've heard Vince or, right. or you, you talk about that, you know, when you hear the grumblings and all that. I, right. I never did hear that. I mean, so I, and I really, to this day, I don't know if there was one or two. Like you guys say, there's probably there in packs. Right. And and I got to think there was two, and maybe one was leading the dogs. It was kind of you know being a nuisance to them, if, if not any other word I could think of. But and they, that's how they ended up, you know, either cornering them, killing them, whatever they did. You know, I mean, in my mind, they killed the dog or dog or dogs. It may have been more than one they killed. I don't know. I, maybe that's why I didn't hear them the rest of the night. So right. Right. 
Now, so, now I've heard stories about uh, people have said that the Bigfoot were friends with their dogs or dogs would go up to them. But I, I've also heard other people who say, no way, I don't believe that because of the way my dogs react to them. And, and like you said, the way those dogs were reacting to them. Right. I recently shared a post uh, on Facebook, and it's a 911 call of a man calling in. And it's a famous 911 call. Uh, Wes from uh, Sasquatch Chronicles uses a little expert of that. And uh, it's the man saying, you know, it killed my dog, you know. And and then he's telling the 911 operator, it's looking right at me. you got to get someone out here. So I, I think it depends on the interaction and what type of creature because as we've said there's different types just like we believe there's different types of humans there's, we believe there's different types of these creatures and uh depending on where you're at what location what geography you're going to have different experiences right right exactly and so i heard they say this even after his you know encounter that man i should have went and talked to my the neighbors that were there and <clears throat> I didn't even think of that either because there was other campers out there. I mean, we were kind of spread out, you know, but I mean, there was other people out there. So, right. right. And uh, but I, I don't know, like, cause I never, I, <laughs> how do you even start that conversation? Hey, right. did you hear what? Yeah. And, and you run the risk of them saying, what? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What were you smoking last exactly. night? Well, yeah. And uh, the, the campers, when I had my experience, they were probably about a quarter mile away, and they heard it because they came out of the camper and they started, hey, yelling, and that's when that one turned around and started coming back. But, you know, going and talking to them was the last thing on my mind. I wanted to get back to the campsite, pack up, and get out of there. Right. Yeah, I was, I was you know, like I said, my, my girlfriend was asleep in the tent. I didn't want to wake her because I, I already knew that reaction. <laughs> the second I woke her up, it was going to be, let's get the hell out of here. You know, it's one of those types of deals. And so I thought, right. you know what, I'm going to keep her safe. I'm going to stay awake. You know, if it, if it comes in, I'm, I'm unloading both clips I have here. You know, I mean, I think I had 15 in each. And so it was one of those that I'm going to, I'm going to unload if I, I need to, but. Right. Uh, but you hope it don't come to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping right. it doesn't come this way. And it, it never really got too, too close. But so, yeah, I I didn't see any, nothing like eye shine, nothing like that. I didn't, you know, I nothing, nothing but the big noises. And I, I just couldn't comprehend what the hell was going through the woods that right. could make that much noise. Now, you said uh, the day before you kind of had that uneasy feeling. Now, when we had our experience the day before, my daughter told me she had an uneasy feeling like we were being watched. Was that the kind of the feeling you had? Yeah, because I had I kind of gone away from the lake a little bit. Uh, she was she was fishing and we weren't having any luck. And so I I said, you know what, I'm kind of take a stroll, you know, and do a little bit of hiking. And so I I went, but I I didn't go too too far away, you know, quarter of a mile or whatever it was. And and I just I got around the part where it was a lot uh, a wooded area, and that's when the feeling hit of, man, something's watching me. I don't know what the hell it is, and right, right. yeah, you don't know how to explain that to somebody. It's just like a, it's just an uneasy feeling of, all right, I'm losing my mind. I think somebody's looking at me, but there's nobody around, and so right, right. Now, yeah. now I've had this conversation with, uh, well, you know, we both used to work in the Grants area, and you're you're from that area, actually. You're from close to that area and there's a lot of hunters out there 
So they always yes. tell me, I've been hunting these mountains my whole life, and I've never seen anything. And I, I always tell them, well, that don't mean that they didn't see you. Right. They saw the gun you were carrying, and maybe they steered clear of you. Right, right, exactly. So yeah. You said you had your, your sidearm. When I had my encounter, all I had was a flashlight. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> See, I, I would have been a nervous wreck. Even, but see, that would have been 10 times worse. Right, but was that why they came in closer? Because they knew I didn't have a firearm? Or, that could be. Or because I, mean, I had maybe, a... Maybe they're that observant, you know. That, right. Well, I'm sure they've they've seen hunters and they know what that boomstick can do, you know. Right, right, exactly. Now, now, or was it that I had young, two young girls with me? Like I said, I think one was female, so maybe that mother instinct she wanted to get closer. Who knows, you know? But right. it, it's just crazy. Now, after your experience, <clears throat> like for me, for a while, it it changed camping altogether for me. For one, I did not want to go. But when I went, I wanted to be armed to the teeth. Right, exactly. You got you just, I, and I don't know. I, I rarely go somewhere without one. I mean, you know, where wherever I'm headed, I just as a precaution. You know, you just don't know what don't right. know anymore these days. Right, so. exactly. And so that was one of the things, one of the first things I had loaded. You know, but I mean, as as far as. Yeah, I don't know what I would have done if I wouldn't have had one. I, I, I know what I would have done, I think. I would have already been loaded up and gone. We would have been out of there at midnight or 30 minutes after the episode it happened, you know. I mean. Right. 30 minutes or 30 seconds? Well, either <laughs> or. As, probably seconds. As fast as he can. Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. Or you would have been like me. Screw the tent. We'll come back for it in the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was smart on you, on your part there to come back and get in the daylight so. well i i told my kids I'll, I'll leave it up to you when you don't feel comfortable we'll leave and just like that they're in the truck looking at me like what are we waiting for <laughs> yeah let's go dad okay right. now just to tell so our listeners know like i mentioned we all grew up in relatively the same area here in new mexico and you, you're not a stranger to the forest or any of that so th that's why these noises were really something different for you well, see, to even kind of give a little more history, I grew up on the Navajo Reservation. My parents were, were Navajo traders. I mean, we owned a trading post out on the, the reservation. Right. And so the first 10 years of my life, I lived out there on the reservation. Right. And so I was around, you know, woods and all that stuff, and never once nothing like that ever happened. I mean, growing up, I just... Nothing even like skinwalker wise or right. You know, I didn't have any experiences like that growing up. It just it just didn't happen out there. And right, right, and like like that me. was that was the, my skinwalker hey. one. Just was later in life, but that one about right. scared the holy living shit right out oh, of me. But okay, you know what? Speaking of that, let, let's switch gears a little. Because well, uh, well, before we go there, I, I have one more question to ask okay. before we get on the the skinwalker subject so when you were out there did you not go the next day to look for tracks maybe because of a fear factor that was in place and you weren't sure what may still be out there or what was the reason that you didn't you know you you said you heard like a dog the yelp like some people have said the dogs go out there some dogs are even afraid to leave and go out there but for some reason you heard the dogs out there you heard a yelp like one got killed, probably did, and the next day you just packed up and went out. Uh, was it 
maybe subconsciously something inside you said, I'm not going out there? Well, well, when it, whenever, you know, the girlfriend woke up and all that stuff and I didn't even try to explain it to her. I'm like, cause she, she got up and she says, well, what time did you get up? I said, uh, kind of stayed up, you know, since about one or two. And <laughs> she's just like, what are you doing away? I said, well, I just couldn't sleep, you know, just right. kind of one of those. And I didn't quite know how to explain what the hell had happened. Cause I, it hadn't made sense in my mind yet. And right. so. I guess in my looking back at it, I I couldn't figure out what had happened, so I didn't I didn't think to go out and look for you know tracks and you know evidence out there. It just and I wish I would have now. You know, it's one of those. Well, why didn't I go look? You right, know, right. But take uh, your phone out there. Go see if you can find some tracks. Go see if you can find something. And but what, yeah, no, I was just I was I really Larry, I was really freaked out. I mean, I really was. It just Okay. I, I was shaking I, up. I didn't really quite know what to do, and so the second it got up, we kind of made breakfast, and then we kind of bailed. We held ass. But, so. but see, I, I a understand. lot of people, uh, like especially the non-believers, right. they don't get that when something like that happens. I didn't think about looking about looking for tracks. I didn't think about my cell phone. Nothing. Well, I just take it like when you told me about your encounter, you just got the hell out of there. And I'm like, okay, yeah. So, and like you said, you've never heard anything like this. So it was your first encounter. And it did take me a while to get him to go back up there to show me where it was, what spot it was at. So, you know, I it, it wasn't just let's go. I had to coerce him into a right. It, it took a lot of liquid courage too. That's, that's right, right, right. Yeah, a little bit of Coors Light. <laughs> no more not, than a little. <laughs> a lot of Coors. And when we go up there, you know, we we do a lot of Coors Light. <laughs> And it's, you know, and I always wonder because I haven't had the full on experience and I wonder, am I going to be the same way? Am I going to just want to get the hell out? Or since we're already out there and I've heard his experience and I've already heard activity, am I going to want to venture out past the campsite that next morning? Yeah. And, and I, I told him, uh, well, we go out to our spot and I've showed him. 20 yards they, that's how close they were to us they were close and, wow. and and screaming i mean screaming both of them and one of them was talking shaking trees and it was nuts man right. it was just nuts so that blew me away i mean you had your experience but could you imagine they're close enough where you could see their eyes and stuff yeah see mine was probably guessing 100 yards or better i mean it was You're right it was far enough where i could hear you know i mean but still close enough to where I just didn't, but I didn't really know what it was. I still, I, I mean, it just sounds funny to explain it that way, but at that moment, I, I didn't know and, until my mind processed, you know, that right. it, it has to be, it has to be, right. because it has to be a Bigfoot. There's no other, no other explanation. What, what other animal in the forest can grasp a tree limb and smack the, a, a tree with it? And make knocks. Right. Other yeah. than another human. Right. And as loud as that was, like I said, I've heard, you know, baseball bats slapping on stuff and right. just, you know, you're, you're a kid out there and you grab you a limb and, you know, a branch or whatever and hit alongside of a tree. It's not even close to that. It's right. It's like a telephone pole, you know, hitting a tree. I mean, it's like right. that loud, yep, you know. Exactly. So, so, yeah. that, so that being said, now you're a believer that they exist. Oh, definitely, one hundred percent. Right. right. I, we always, I always tell people, I'm not a a believer. I'm a knower. 
right? Yeah, I I, I am 100% a believer in that one. Yeah, it's yeah. there's no doubt they're out there. And, you know, that area, like you were in Wheatfield, but up near Farmington, I was telling my brother, and you probably heard us talk on the podcast, that it's a hot spot up there. It's a hot right. spot, especially right there by the San Juan River and Fruit, Lower Fruitland. Your Fruitland, it's it's a hot spot, and people think, you know, that's kind of deserty and whatnot. I'm like, these creatures got to live too. So, right, what but, would? But what they they don't understand the terrain in New Mexico. Right, they think it's all like uh, desert, like Clint Eastwood desert, you know, right. cowboy movie. But and we do have areas like that. But <clears throat> like when we went for our bi- our bike ride up there, Tater. Uh, we were in the desert one minute, and a minute later, we're in thick forest, right? Yeah, I mean, it was just within, yeah, just seconds. It was just a big, big change. I mean, and there was what I've heard you guys talk about, and which I didn't know at the time, but I had moved to uh, the state of Washington and did not realize now you guys talk about the hot spots and, you know, everything up there. I had no idea when I lived up there. I mean... That's like one of the hottest spots. In, in yeah, if I would have known at that time, you know, and because that was before my experience that I had. So, right. yeah, so I moved up there in like 2006 or seven, something like that. So it, I could have been exploring up there and, you know, probably really got the shit scared out of me even before then. So Or you may have been eaten. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, exactly. And, you know, people I talk to that live in the Washington area, and I just talked to one guy recently and he said yeah i used to live in washington and he said he said the trees are so thick you can't even see there are trees everywhere and i'm like well that's why this must be a hot spot i'm i'm this is this is going to sound funny to say but there'd be winters where it would snow not very often up there but it would snow people would slide off the roads right and they would fall into such such thick trees it would take them like two weeks. Nobody would ever find them. They'd find it. They, people would go missing and they couldn't find them. They just, yeah, it was, it was crazy to me. I'm like, yeah. can't be that hard to find them. People, it's on along the road right there. And right. Sure enough, it was just that, that thick. You couldn't even see them. So dense forest, man. Dense yeah, forest. exactly. Yeah. Now, uh, our sister has been up there several times to Washington cause, uh, her husband has family up there. Um, and, she always brings us back all kinds of Bigfoot stuff. When you're up there, did you see that plastered everywhere, Bigfoot? You know, I didn't. Looking back at it, I was you I'm were, a huge Seahawks fan. I, I was so going to say you had tunnel vision on them Seahawks. I did. <laughs> I, I was such a Seahawks fan. And growing up around here with all the Cowboy fans, Vince. Well, right. so, uh, that's a sore spot because you guys killed our one Super Bowl chance back in the Romo era. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's when he fumbled the ball. We greased up that ball pretty good, Bill, didn't yep, we? Yep, yep. I, I don't want to talk yeah. about that. Come on, let's stay on subject. That's, yeah, so <laughs> right. up, while I was up there, I did not. I don't remember seeing it, you know, anywhere. Like in, you know, souvenirs or I just, I don't remember seeing it anywhere. Let me ask you this. Since you've had this, have you told your girlfriend why you were up have you told her what really went on you know it's funny when you ask that question because it wasn't very long ago that i had told her a couple weeks ago whenever we started talking about well vince has been trying to get me on here and i've been trying to get up there it's been one of those we're trying to get our schedules you know together to to do this and talk about this episode and 
Right. And the, so the, finally, I set. Yeah, the initial plan. Initial plan was to get him in here so he could drink with us. Oh, okay. Right. All exactly. Right. I mean, it's how long it's been. It's taken. So, I literally within probably a week or two ago that I was we were narrowing this down that you know I could get on and and do this podcast with you guys that right. I actually sat down and told her the story and that's the first time I told her exactly what had happened. What was her reaction? She just kind of looked at me a little weird and she's like, I was, I didn't hear a thing. I said, Nope. And I wasn't about to wake you up. So <laughs> yeah, but she, uh, she didn't say she didn't believe me. Right. She didn't say, you know, she just, uh, so I don't know. I, I, it's kind of hard for her to, I guess, you know, comprehend what had happened because she slept through it. But right, yeah, like you guys I, talk about with like paranormal stuff, and you, people can sleep right through it, and they, not having a clue that's even going on. So no, yeah. they they can, they can, and uh, it's just crazy how some people get the experience and others sleep right through it. Right. So, so let me yeah. ask you, Tater, have you been up there since <clears> then? I have not. I have not been back since. Other than the it, well, bike ride. Other than the bike ride. But the only reason I haven't been there is because I've I've moved down to Las Cruces since. So right. I've, I've relocated out of the area. And so you kind of switch gears from Sasquatch to aliens. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're they're down in this part. and Oh, definitely. I don't, I don't hear anything about any sightings. The only place I could think of they would be around here would be like the Rio Doso area. Well, actually, there's a, a man that lives in El Paso, Mr. Smith. He sent me some information about uh, it's been a while, but there's a there's been sightings, one good solid sighting there in the El Paso area. And he went to the the area where the sighting was and he sent me an email describing everything and you know, he took a trip to see what the area was. So, I believe it or not, they must pass through there. Uh, well, well, it would it areas that happen to be like, oh, sorry, I don't know the name of the highway coming from like Carlsbad area. It's, it's like the White Sands. Well, even back through that part, yeah. But I mean, there's because that's pretty much flat and deserty through there. But right. But coming through like from Carlsbad, you can come in towards El Paso, yeah, are and you, there's quite a bit of mountains back through that area. That's the only you're place out of or- El Paso I could think the of. The Oregon Mountains? Well, the, I'm right by the Oregon Mountains. They're okay. right here in Las Cruces. Right. And then that's kind of on the, what we call the Highway 70 toward White Sands. So. Right. And then you've got the uh, the Trans Mountain area. Those li- that Yeah, little- the Trans Mountain area, but I mean, people just get lost on that mountain, and I can't figure that one out either I, all the I, time, so... I can't either. I, I just can't. I'm like, how do you get lost on Transmountain? <laughs> yeah, I can't comprehend <laughs> right. that one. But, right. but you it know, happens every year. You know, these creatures, uh, they could pass through anywhere. don't mean they stay there in habitat, but passing through. Uh, look at, um, we've had uh, supposedly sightings here in the Sandias. But, uh, you know, I've never been to the back of the Sandias, just on the Albuquerque side, uh, until recently. And I always thought... Sasquatch in the Sandias? I don't think so. But then me and my brother took a ride to the back of the mountain, and it's pretty thick over there. It is thick. Like going toward Madrid and... Right. I went on a bike ride. I went through. I went to a like a bike rally type thing back there one time, and probably three or probably five or six years ago maybe now. Right. Something right. like that. 
And and it's feasible they could pass through there up through uh, what is on the other side of the highway, the Manzano Mountains, and right. And who knows? I mean, I've heard stories of them being in in cities. Well, when we were young, there was a story of one going through Gallup. Right. They, they supposedly there's a little neighborhood uh, called Mossman, and supposedly the sightings were it was walking right through the neighborhood. Wow. And, and so, and I could see that because. Really, not too far from Gallup, we're surrounded by, of course, the reservation, but there's, it's woodly spotted. There's woods here, woods there, and it could make its way to Cibola National Forest. Or the or, Continental or, Divide. Or the Zuni Mountains, real quick. Right. So, uh, I'm like, okay, now looking back, I'm like, it probably was true, not a hoax. Right, and uh, most people, when they're on I-40 or even just driving, they're focused on the highway. That's right. I mean, that's why there's... They could be on the side of the road you wouldn't even know. Right. Now, me, after everything I've been through, I scan the sides of the road a lot. Yep. I, I look at, as I'm traveling, I look at everything a lot differently now. When I'm in the forest, my sight, line of sight is totally different. Right. And, and you, you're, um, when you learn about what to look for, you, you look for different things. A lot of hikers, you know, they hike and they always look down at their footing, you know, and when we're up there, we stop, we look at our surroundings, and that's how we found that structure a few weeks ago. Right. Is that the one you put on, on your guys' page there? Yeah. yeah. What would you think about that? The, that was pretty wild. I mean. <laughs> right. Now, I know. Yeah, what, could, what else could make that? Right. I, I know a person who works for Bandelier, and uh, I, I want to say somebody over there found one of those structures because when she told me, she asked me how many we found, and it was just one. Ah, so mm. she knows that there's more than one out there. Well, it's funny because I was talking to her last night, and uh, and she told me her boss heard tree knocks. I think it was her boss, and she goes, "He's a serious guy. He don't joke." Ah, nice. Yeah, but anyway, but, um, but they're up there, they're right? Up there. We wanted to get into your other uh, skinwalker thing, but uh, w w how about how would you feel about coming back? Whenever you guys want me back, can All you right. can you make it up here by midnight? I can be there. <laughs> I leave right now. Yep. Um, That's right. Why don't you hang on and we'll we'll talk after we close out the podcast and we'll uh, we'll schedule round two. That's right. You got it. Sounds right. good to me. All right. So hold tight, Tater. We'll talk to you after a minute. But I just want to give a shout out to Jeff. Jeff in Rhode Island. I just read your email and I thank you for reaching out to us. And you are totally right. Me and my brother are going to talk about what you suggested on the Sasquatch and their mobilization. And I told you, look out for that episode. It's going to come at you. We appreciate you listening. I appreciate the email. And hey, when you said we're in the top five with you, that made me feel good. Right on. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. it. Yep. Anyway, that's what we want to share with you tonight. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, yep, we'd like to thank Tater. A big right. shout out for Tater. Big shout out for Tater. And we're going to come back with Tater. He's going to give us number two. And we don't mean dropping a deuce. We mean the second episode with Tater. All right. And uh, <laughs> hopefully he'll do some camping or maybe he'll run into some alien stories down there. That's right. So. We hope you enjoyed the show tonight, and stay tuned. We're going to bring you more. Thank you. Peace. Peace.